You are listening to the Failing Point podcast. Please enjoy this word from our sponsor, My Sauna. My Sauna provides excellent spaces for companies and private persons to arrange a meeting, negotiation, parties, or relaxation. If you're looking for a high-quality space for a specific event for your need in a capital area of Helsinki, go to the website mysauna.fi and explore more. Hi everyone, I'm Henna and I'm Julia and you're listening to Failing Point Podcast. I would say like the two biggest things that I typically do, self-doubt, I kind of see it as confidence too. Like those are kind of like the two ends of the spectrum. So in order to build your confidence in anything, you have to just put yourself in that situation, like push yourself outside of that comfort zone, do it. A lot of the times it's not as scary as you thought it was. Um, or you're better at it than you think you were. And even if you weren't, like you're going to keep learning along the way. So just go out and do something new, whether it's like going and taking like a dance class or like a workout class or like skydiving or bungee jumping or like something big. But like anything that you can do that's new will boost your confidence. Failing Point is a podcast about entrepreneurship, about seeing challenges as opportunities and failures as steps to success. With a lineup of inspiring entrepreneurs sharing their hardships of their journeys and the lessons they've learned, we are ready to challenge the status quo of Finnish business culture. We all have a story to tell. Now it's time for Brave Talk. Today's Failing Point guest is Daniel Uhl. Daniel is a young entrepreneur from Colorado, United States of America, who took a big leap when she decided to jump from 9 to 5 job to a full-time entrepreneurship so she could chase her dreams. Slow start, busy lifestyle and neglecting her own needs didn't stop her working towards her own dreams. Daniel turned every challenge to a win and now coaches other people to chase their dreams. Listen on as Daniel tells her fascinating story. Hi, Danielle. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, we are so glad that you are our guest to- today. Yeah, welcome to Failing Point podcast. We are thrilled to have you as our guest. Yeah, thank you for having me. So at first we ask from every guest that how do you feel about failures in general? Oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, nobody likes a failure, right? Like that's why it's called a failure. But I just feel like, especially in this entrepreneur world, like they're so necessary. Um, I just remember like explaining to my husband at one point, like you just have to keep trying different things. And if things don't work, like you try something else and that's that's just business. Like I feel like, and whether you see that as a failure or just like a step forward, like it's definitely kind of your mindset around it. But I just feel like they're so necessary, especially in the entrepreneur world. Yeah, you cannot uh, be entrepreneur unless you fail at some point, right? Totally, at least once. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of failures have you had in your business? Uh, I mean, big or small. I mean, I feel like, like I said, like how you think of it as a failure or not. So even just like, 
you know, spending money on a type of marketing vehicle and not getting a return on investment. Like, I feel like it's a failure, like a small failure. Right. But then like, there's like the bigger ones. Um, a few years ago, about five years ago now, I was laid off from one of my day jobs and I was like, okay, this is the, this is my chance. Like I can take my photography business to the next level and just see what I can do with it. And I tried and I didn't really know what I was doing. I was still fairly new in business, but I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. And I ended up, you know, having to go back to kind of a day job. Like I took a part-time like temp job, which turned into a full-time job, which turned into two years later, I was still at that job. Um, And to me, like that felt like a failure. Like I couldn't make it work the first time. So leaving my day job again, like that was really scary because that keeps coming up. So I feel like failures that you hit, especially the bigger ones, like they're always going to stick in the back of your mind to like, just kind of have that fear of failure the next time going forward. And those are some of the hardest to get through, I feel like. So that one was a huge one for me. And especially leaving my day job the second time and like having that fear, like helped to push me forward because I didn't want that to happen again. Mm. But it was also very scary and like, oh my gosh, like, can I really do this? Like, am I doing the right thing? Like just questioning yourself. So it's, I mean, it's all in your head, right? I mean, what you see as a failure, somebody else may not, but it's totally created and just housed in your head, but it can hold you back in so many ways. Yeah. Is it an uncertainty in a way that you don't know where the money comes from? Can you get the clients and the income you need to live? Is it so that? Yeah, Yeah, totally. Like uncertainty. It's not like, you know, going to a day job where you're paid the same amount every two weeks or whatever that looks like. And it's so consistent and somewhat safe, like, right. You're never fully safe in a day job because things might happen. You might get laid off. Something might happen with their business at the end of the day. Like it's all business. So while it's consistent and safe for a while, it may not be for the foreseeable future or whatever that looks like. So, I mean, especially like being an entrepreneur and like putting yourself in that position. Like you kind of have to expect that. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. But something good did happen because you are still an entrepreneur. So, (laughs) so tell us, what do you do now? Yeah. Um, so I started my photography business in 2013. So I've had that going for a while and just very, very slowly grew it organically and just learned as I went. I, I always tell people like, if you would have asked me in high school, if I thought I was going to be a business owner or an entrepreneur or anything like that, like I would have thought like you were joking completely. So yeah, like it just kind of started, started from having a passion for photography and taking it to that next level and actually getting clients and getting paid for it. Um, And like I said, grew it very, very slowly. I was definitely still in my day job for um, years after that. And then kind of down the road, as I kept building my photography business, I just realized like how much I loved the feeling of being able to do what I loved and making money doing it. And just how much more fulfilled that I felt than sitting in a cubicle in my day job and working for somebody else and doing like mundane tasks that really didn't inspire me inside, but like being able to create my own business and serve the clients that I wanted to and say no to the clients I didn't for sure. And just like create that whole 
business, like on your own. Like I just fell in love with that. So I really wanted to help other women do that. And it took me a while because of the fear of failure and the uncertainty and questioning and self-doubt and just kind of everything that you, that coexists with you as you're starting a business, which they don't teach you in business school for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, was, you know, it took me almost four years to really get my coaching business started, but I finally got it up and going and stepped into kind of my power with that and telling myself, like, I could do this. Like I run my photography business. Like I can help other people do this. Like I've been to business school, like done all the things I feel like I just need to actually do it. So I started my, I call it my success coaching business. So I help specifically women, but there's some men in there for sure. Um, to really own their power, like step into that version of themselves that they need to become in order to run their business or just create the lifestyle that they desire and go after their biggest goals and learn how to work through their fears and their doubts. Um, and ultimately, since I'm a multi-passionate, I own two businesses. I do a couple side projects on the side. I sing with my husband. Um, and then we have like our family stuff. Wow. So being multi-passionate, I am now kind of shifting slightly to help other multi-passionate, um, again, women, but men are in there too. But other multi-passionate entrepreneurs be able to manage all of the things and still live the life that they desire. So still have the time wow. and energy that they want. And just be successful doing all of the things, knowing that they don't have to choose between their happiness and success or like this over that. They can kind of do it all and still be happy. Yeah. What is the main problem for your clients uh, if they are thinking that they want to become an entrepreneur? What is the main problem for them to succeed? Yeah. So between kind of all of my clients, it's really that time and energy piece. So whether they're still um, in a day job and they're trying to get their first business up and going, like I've totally been there, um, or they're, you know, maybe starting their second business or they want to do this other project or, you know, adhere to these other passions. It's really just managing their own time and energy and really allowing themselves to take control of their time, essentially, instead of just kind of saying yes to everything and like trying to do it all, but really wearing yourself down and not having those clear boundaries set. So it's really like, I call it that deeper level of self-care where you have to understand like where you need to draw the line with people, with yourself, with whatever that means, just have those boundaries so that you can manage all of the things and then giving yourself permission to really dive into those. Um, since I work with a lot of women, I really find that they, they're so used to being like people pleasers, like saying yes to everyone or taking care of their family or just other people first. They love helping people, which again, I can totally relate with, which is why like I love working with them because I get it. Um, but they put other people, whoever that is, before themselves. So they're mm -hmm. not, you know, and that's good to a certain extent, right? But then they're they can't really pour from an empty cup, if you will. Yeah. So they really have to be able to take care of themselves first and learn what that means and give themselves permission to do that so that they can show up and really be present for what they're going to do going forward, who they're taking care of, whether it's their clients, their family, like anything moving forward. So that's a that's a huge chunk of what I help them with for sure. Yeah. yeah. How did you learn to take care of yourself and put yourself first? Because um, I bet that that has also be one of the factors that uh, when you are, are an entrepreneur and you want to put all your energy in it, but then you have 
then you have boyfriend or husband and kids and stuff and then you put all of those things ahead and then the business and then you yeah, yeah it's so true and like I'll be honest I don't have kids but we do have we've got quite the farm going on over here we've got two dogs a horse and four turtles oh. <laughs> so we have our little animal family nice <laughs> and my husband and it, it was really a couple years ago about three years ago I did this um it was kind of like a free year challenge that was based on this book but it was called the art of extreme self-care and the the woman at the time who was kind of leading it, she would just kind of go through, there were 12 chapters. So each chapter was like a month that you focused on that one specific chapter. And that book just like absolutely changed my life. It was, it really helped me be able to learn how to say no and not just like say no, but saying no in a way that felt good to me Hmm. so that I didn't feel like guilty afterward or that I should go back or that I have to explain myself, like why I'm saying no, like you can just gracefully say no. And it's amazing. Like just by doing that, the return that you get, like people's reactions, they're just like, okay, like no problem. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, why was I so afraid to say no? So that was a huge one. And then definitely like setting boundaries, like knowing that you have to take care of yourself and what that means. It's not just like self-care is um, not just the, the great, like pampering, like going to get a massage or like a pedicure, you know, going shopping, whatever, um, is, is what you like to do, but really, really diving into that and knowing how you can like refill yourself, refuel yourself, I guess is how you want to say, whether that's just like laying down and like clearing your head. I've really gone to like meditation, even just short meditations. Cause it just kind of helps calm my brain down <laughs> and yeah. just helps to kind of put me back in a good place without like having to go to sleep for eight hours and then wake up again, like start the new day, but just like a quick reset. Like what are those little things? What are those little treats that help you feel cared for? Um, so that was a huge, huge journey where I just kind of like stepped into that and really learned how to take care of myself. And it was fun because I actually did it with my mom too. So we could kind of keep each other accountable and like talk about it, which I feel like was helpful. So that was a huge part where I started learning about that and then using that to fuel my businesses and where I wanted to go with that. It's like, you know, I couldn't, especially at the time I was, you know, learning about self-care. I was actually finishing my master's degree. So I was going to school full-time. I was working full-time. And I was trying to run my photography business and get my coaching business set up. Mm -hmm. So I was like very busy trying to manage all the things. So knowing that like I had to put myself first in that matter and like, you know, regardless of deadlines and like things that I wanted to do, like I had to take care of me so that I could be, that I could just show up in the best way for each one of those things. So I can, you know, get the good grades and graduate so that I could, um, you know, show up to work and not get fired, but get my job done and do it in a good way and still be able to like be there for my clients and build my other business and kind of manage all the things, but be very um, intentional about my time and my energy for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were earlier talking about self-doubt and I can totally relate to that. Like it's, <laughs> it's constant on a daily basis that we doubt ourselves and our skills and what we do. So um, can self-doubt ruin your business? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like self-doubt could ruin anything that you do. It's just the mindset that you hold. And if you're not consistently working on that and trying to improve it and work through those things, I mean, it can hold you back from anything in life for sure. Definitely your business, something you've never done before. (laughs) 
Yeah. What would you uh, advise? Do you have some advices for people who are doubting themselves and their skills? What to do if you have that kind of problem? Yes. There's like so many things, but the, I would say like the two biggest things that I typically do self-doubt, I kind of see it as confidence too. Like those are kind of like the two ends of the spectrum. So in order to build your confidence in anything, you have to just put yourself in that situation, like push yourself outside of that comfort zone, do it. A lot of the times it's not as scary as you thought it was, um, or you're better at it than you think you were. And even if you weren't like, you're going to keep learning along the way. So I always like talk about when I first started my photography business, I wasn't a great photographer, definitely not, you know, how I am now. And I'm all still keep getting better, but you have to keep putting yourself like in those different sessions. You have to keep saying yes to things in order to improve those skills and build your confidence. Um, and in that, I even say like, you know, if you don't have a specific thing that you're lacking confidence in, but it's kind of general, like just go out and do something new, whether it's like going and taking like a dance class or like a workout class or going like skydiving or bungee jumping or like something big, but like anything that you can do that's new will boost your confidence and uh. be like, Oh, like I did that. Like, it doesn't matter what it is, but like I did that. And you kind of get that rush. So yeah in a way, like your body just kind of keeps gravitating toward that to continue to put yourself in that. So you have to really get yourself started in that and know to like push yourself outside of your comfort zone to do whatever that thing is so that you want to keep doing it more and build that confidence. So yeah. that's one of the things. The other thing, especially is like an ongoing basis when you can't just do something new every single day, um, is just, I kind of have put it into my morning routine as just like working on my mindset, whatever that means for the day. So whatever I'm feeling or just getting my head in the right place. So if I'm not feeling confident, maybe it's listening to a specific meditation on that or just um, going for a run and just kind of clearing your head or doing something that you're really comfortable with um, and know that you're good at. So you can kind of have that immediate gratification, if you will, of that success that kind of pushes you throughout the rest of the day, whatever you have to do that day, especially if it's something that you, is new for you and you're doubting yourself in. Do something first that's going to get you in a good place instead of coming at it like, I'm scared, I can't do this. You're going to freak yourself out. So those yeah. are kind of the two things that I would say for sure. You're listening to Failing Point, a podcast about the highs and lows, failures and challenges of business life. In this podcast, we are talking with Danielle Uhl, who is a success coach and a successful photographer from Colorado. Let's hear more on what she has to say about her mindset on entrepreneurship and the challenges she has had throughout her journey. I'm also, um, because I'm a makeup artist, so I'm working in a field similar to you, that uh -huh. other people can always say that, hey, I don't like your work. Or totally. I don't like how this came up or something. How did you build the like maybe a wall that you can <laughs> if yeah. saying something like that, you can just be polite and say that's okay and then move on. Totally. I mean, I feel like that that's that's gonna happen no matter what type of business that you have. Like you're never gonna make anyone everyone happy. Yeah. Hopefully you'll make some people happy, but you're not gonna make everyone happy. So 
especially when you're first getting started in your business, you have to just remember that like you, your business is going to be different than anyone else's because it's just you as a person, like how you brand it, how you run things, how you approach your clients in whatever way that you're helping them. Like everything is going to be a little bit different. So eventually you're going to develop your style. So I'm sure like as a makeup artist, you have a certain style Mm -hmm. that you typically produce which is like me with my photography, like I have a certain style, um, whereas other photographers, they might have like a darker kind of gloomier style or a light and airy. Mine's very like bold and vibrant um, with the colors and things like that. So like you develop your own style and once you, it's, it's kind of, it takes a little while to get to that point. So beforehand, like you just have to keep reminding yourself that like, just because your work is different doesn't mean it's bad. Just because one person doesn't like it doesn't mean that other people won't. So remembering that is key until you do kind of develop your own style and you can sink into that and own that kind of own your power in your style. And then just remember that when you said that the first thing that popped in my head was like, you can weed out the clients you don't want to work with because of that. Mm -hmm. So you're going to attract people that like your style that you will want to work with because when you serve them, you will like, they'll be happy with it because they like your style. If they don't like your style, they're probably not going to work with you anyway, which is fine because you're never going to make them happy if they don't already like the style that you do. So, I mean, I feel like that it's easier once you kind of have that mindset around it where it's like, that's fine. Like, I don't want to work with you. I'll happily refer you to the other photographer that matches your style. That's going to make you happy. And I do that, especially with weddings, like wedding photography is so different. There's so many different styles that people like. So if you're not Mm -hmm. the right fit for me, that's totally fine. I would rather, much rather um, hand you off, refer you to other photographers that might help you better than try to match the style that you want. And ultimately like work very, very hard on my end to like maybe make you happy. And it's probably not going to be like the best. So yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you 100%. And with that mindset, it would have been so much easier for me like 10 years ago when I started. But sure. it, <laughs> all of us, right? Like, yeah, uh, it's so true. I, I don't do makeup anymore, uh-huh. but I did have a big client base. Um, it just took a little while. And Yeah, absolutely. But that, that is something that every new entrepreneur should like immediately learn that. Yeah, everyone is for you. Yeah, that's a good like short way to sum up that. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot please every customer Mm -hmm. out there. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, Danielle, um, what is entrepreneurship to you? Oh, that's such a good question. I guess to me, it is kind of that piece that I fell in love with. Like I like I said, I never thought I would be in the business realm, but the part that I fell in love with was kind of being that leader. I've always loved like leadership roles because I loved serving people, whether that was a client relationship or just like, you know, people on my team or whatever that was. And it was really like stepping into that and doing something different that, better served them. So again, like whether it was your team, whether it was clients, um, if it was a service, I'm really into like service-based business. I I've never really done that much on like the product end, but it's still this, it's still very similar. I mean, you're going to serve a specific audience of clients, um, that you can really help them with and be that leader to lead them into, you know, whatever 
whatever type of service that is, but that's your vision. So you're able to create that whole, that whole thing. It's not just, you know, sitting down at a day job where they tell you everything that the company is and your specific job in that or role. And that's it. <laughs> you know, like you want to develop things. Exactly. You can create create that vision that you have in whatever way and however that means, whether it's like that very professional or maybe it's very creative um, and open and engaging or, you know, you can just make it totally what you want it to be and bring that into um, existence, which I, I loved that whole idea. So I definitely think that that just that whole creation piece of building something to help other people was very yeah. important for me in yeah. entrepreneurship. And that's the only way to find your people through the yeah. all the clients, <laughs> like all of the people. Yeah. yeah. So do you think that you have had to sacrifice on certain things being an entrepreneur and chosen this path? Because it's sometimes it's difficult. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like every day it could be a little bit difficult here and there. Yeah. Um Oh yeah. I mean, you know, that's a huge part of why I stick to my, my self-care stuff and my taking control of my time and energy so much, because you don't want to sacrifice, you know, as much as some people have, or like you learn from other people, for sure. You don't want to have to sacrifice. Well, kind of like how I was talking about how I help my clients, like you don't have to sacrifice your happiness over success or your family time over your work time. Um, and how that gets so mixed up sometimes, especially as your business grows. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're always going to sacrifice a little bit because you did choose this path. Um, you know, I feel like the consistency piece and like the safe piece, whatever that means, um, you know, especially stepping out of a day job and doing this full time, like it's never really going to be consistent, like a typical job might be, um, and getting paid weekly or biweekly or whatever that looks like, but it's always going to be kind of up and down. I guess the biggest sacrifice that I felt like I was making was when I was in my day job and I realized that I needed to like do my businesses full time and just, you know, take the risk and take the leap and try it was because I felt like I was sacrificing a piece of myself because I didn't feel like I was fully myself in my day job because I had to always be the person or the worker, the employee of who they needed me to be, um, in different projects and different positions and different companies. It was always just a different type of person that they needed that I kind of needed to become. I always felt like I had to be like, have hard edges and like, you know, be very di- direct and, you know, not let my emotion show, which was very much not me not saying I'm like emotional and a mess or anything, but just like, I'm very like creative. I'm very soft. I'm very, I love interacting with people and, and helping people, but I didn't want to have to sacrifice that part of me in order to like move up the ladder and things like that. And, you know, advance in my career. So, you know, when I was sitting in my cubicle, I just realized how much, like, I just hated coming in and being in my cubicle every single day for eight hours a day, sacrificing the time I had with my family. When my husband would text me like, Oh, I'm taking the dogs for a walk. Must be nice. (laughs) You know? So like really, it was almost like the opposite. Like I was sacrificing myself and so much other things by not like following what I wanted to do, like following my goals and dreams, but doing what I thought was expected of me was like sitting in my day job. So when I took that leap and now it's been 
just over seven months that I'd left. And it's just like, like, why didn't I do this sooner? Even though like, yeah, it was scary. It was super, super hard the first couple months. Um, especially since January is my slowest month in general, like it always is, but like it, you know, your mindset starts to spiral down, of course, but just coming out of that and being able to kind of own all of my power in like my income, my time, my energy, my passions, like what I want to do, what I want to put out in the world, like all of that is so much more fulfilling that I feel like I don't have to sacrifice as much, even though I know I spend way more hours working now than I ever did in a day job, but it's how you think of it too. So like, I don't see that as sacrifice. I see how I was sitting there in my day job as more of a sacrifice than I do now. When you left your day job, was your family supportive of that decision that you made? For the most part. <laughs> yeah. My, my husband was really, really supportive. He's a, he's an entrepreneur too. He's a musician. So we're very much on the same page, which was very helpful. That's nice. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, so that was really important to me. And honestly, that was kind of the only one that mattered. Um, I'm not super, super close with my family, but I feel like family is always going to, you know, be a little fearful because they want to keep you safe, yeah. whatever that means. And they're so, they're usually so used to that, that safety net of having that day job and like that security and having that health insurance or, you know, whatever that looks like. So they want to try to keep you safe. And even though they're like, okay, we're happy for you, but are you sure? <laughs> like, are you yeah. really, are you sure you want to do this? Um, What about your friends? Were they supportive when you told them that you're gonna be an entrepreneur? I think so. I mean, I had been doing both for a while before I left. I didn't really leave and then start my businesses. So they kind of they knew what I was doing. It was just yeah. more of like, I'm I'm doing this now. Like I am pursuing this and not leaning on the day job or anything like that. So I feel like overall, yes. Um, especially there were a lot of them that were very supportive. I don't think I had many that like weren't, but I feel like those I would have just kind of weeded out anyway, because you know, you're, you surround yourself with the people who are going to lift you up and not hold you back. So that was really important for me to kind of stick to, especially in that moment, since it was such a big leap. Yeah. There are many people uh, currently listening to this podcast that are not entrepreneurs yet, but they are currently in the same situations that you were, that they are thinking that maybe I should leave this day job and start as an entrepreneur. So what are your greetings for them now? Oh, yes. I mean, you're if you're not finding, a lot of people do find fulfillment in a day job, which is great. More power to them. If that is your role, please go after that, right? Like, I'm not saying you have to leave a day job in order to be happy, but if you're not feeling that, like if you're not fulfilled, whether that means leaving that job and finding another job that's better suited for you, or maybe it is, you know, starting your own business, doing that thing that you've, that you've wanted to do for so long, or just really get into, I've, um, just some of my clients, I get goosebumps thinking about it. because some of my clients, like they just had like this, this little bit of an idea. Like I would really like to do that, but I have no idea like where to get started. It's like, that's okay. Just start. And just to see where they are now and just doing it and doing so many more things just because they allowed themselves to say yes to one dream that they had, like one little thing that they, you know, they thought was little, but really it was like something bigger inside of them that needed to come out. Like just saying yes to that and giving yourself permission to do that and fail or, you know, go on and succeed, whatever that means. It's just so important. Mm -hmm. You build your confidence as you go into that. But I would say if there's something inside of you calling, 
like some type of calling to do something, just try it. Like put yourself out there and try it. Don't worry about the fear. Don't worry about the self-doubt. Like those are always going to be there, but move right through them and just try it. I'm actually getting quite emotional <laughs> because, <laughs> uh, because I think that is beautifully put. I think you have to follow your dreams no matter what. Put yourself out there and try totally. to make it work because otherwise you will regret it at some point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I yeah. happen to know, Danielle, that um, this passion of yours took you to Finland. It did, which that, is where I met you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it is a big adventure when you when you just follow your heart. Tell us about that. Exactly. That And that's such a great example to lead into because if you just allow yourself to say yes, if it's like, you know, I always tell myself, I've heard this somewhere and I don't even, it's been passed down along people. So I don't even know where, really where it came from. But I heard once, like, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. So if you're feeling that it's a no, like that's totally fine. If it's a no, like I'm scared to do this, but I want to do this, like you probably should do it. So yeah, last year I had kind of gone Um, been introduced to this karaoke industry and ended up shooting their national championships in Las Vegas, which took me to a different state, which was very exciting. And it was definitely one of those things where like, I'm scared, but I kind of want to do this. So I said, yes, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this happen. And there I met the world producer of the company at the time. And ended up like after the shoot and stuff, like sending him some pictures and like talking about it. And he really liked them. And I just remember I was actually at work at the time. (laughs) So I was sitting in my cubicle and I was like talking with him on like Facebook. And I just remember thinking to myself, like hoping that he would ask me to shoot the world championships in Finland. And I realized very quickly after that, like why don't you just ask him (laughs) like the worst he can say is no Mm -hmm. so I did like I put it out there I was like hey like just wanted to throw it out there if you need someone like if you need a photographer for the world championships like I am definitely interested and it happened (laughs) wow I mean you just have to again like put yourself in those situations like push outside of that fear whatever that means and just try it like the worst that can happen like think about the worst that can happen like he can say no. Okay. Then you go about your life. Like whatever. He could say yes. And it, and it happened. So I ended up going to Helsinki, Finland and shooting the world karaoke championships and meeting you just crazy on, um, through a Facebook group mm-hmm. that happened, you happen to post in about this podcast, which is just so funny how it like comes full circle. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing story. It I have is. to say. Yeah, it is. Yeah, why it is so that we always are afraid of the no. I know. It's just yeah. so crazy. We just, um, I think it's just that fear of rejection. Like you don't want to be put down. You don't want to be told no or that you can't do something or any type of disapproval, right? Just that rejection yeah. in general. Like it can, especially, I mean, like I feel like growing up, like your biggest rejection would have been like the guy that you thought was cute, like rejected you for a date or something. Right? But that's so like heartbreaking when you're little. So just like coming from those situations where you're hurt, like you don't want that to happen again. So you just kind of protect yourself in those ways Mm -hmm. to where you just feel like you don't want to even put yourself in those situations because you're afraid of that. So kind of, again, like going back to the mindset piece to switch that thinking and be like, okay, well, if they say no, so what? (laughs) Right. Like that's kind of the conversation that goes through my head now. Like, so what? I'll do something else. Like it's totally fine. 
So great. <laughs> so one last question. Um, what are your future plans? Oh, I love that. Right now, I am actually starting to build out my businesses. So hiring an associate for my photography business um, to help with shooting events and editing and things like that. So really starting to hire people. And same with uh, my coaching business. I'm starting to hire like a VA and just a team to support me so that I can do more of the things that I know I need to do in order to bring in the business. So like the marketing and the client relationships and actually doing the services versus all of the busy work in, in the background behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting to do that eventually very soon. Hopefully I do want to start hosting retreats because that has just been so life-changing for me, just such a great experience that I want to help other specifically women, but again, not excluding anyone. Um, to just own their power and do what they want to do. That sounds amazing. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for this interview, Daniel. We wish you all the best for your business and for yourself. Thank you. And I definitely wish you guys the best with what you are doing here. I love the message that you guys are supporting. Thank you for listening to the Failing Point podcast, which airs on Business FM every Monday at 8 p.m. You can also read more about our guests and listen to earlier podcasts at failingpoint.com. And remember, whatever you're trying to achieve out there, keep on grinding and never give up on your dreams.